I'm mostly handling it. That's what a member of our Bold Life podcast community told me recently when we were talking about her crazy busy to-do list. And when she said it, I thought, yeah, I've totally been there. Looking like you've got it all together on the outside, juggling a million responsibilities. But the truth is, you're one unexpected deadline from definitely not handling it. On today's episode, I'll share my own story of how I had it all together on the outside, but was barely keeping it together on the inside, and why I started paying closer attention to what I was doing with my free time when I burnt myself out. Because work wasn't my only problem. Stick around and I'll share how you can make time to check something off your bucket list like I am. Okay, let's dive in. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and neuroscience nerd, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for ambitious overachievers and recovering perfectionists who feel stretched thin and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a recovering perfectionist with big career goals, I know how frustrating it can feel to never have enough time in your day or to endlessly procrastinate because you lack the confidence to take action. I spent years understanding how our brains work and the mental habits that get in our way. Each week, I'll share actionable strategies and guest interviews to help you get relief from your to-do list, build your confidence, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. You might have heard me tell the story of how I graduated after a million years in university, got my dream job at a new hospital, but after five years, I started to get restless. So I took the leap and started my own private practice, then my own online coaching and speaking business, and it was just that easy, and now I sit on the beach all day with my pina coladas. No, that's not exactly how it happened. Here's the behind the scenes view. When I decided to dip my toes into the world of entrepreneurship, I wanted to make sure I knew what I was doing and that my business actually worked before I gave up my nine to five and the steady paycheck. Makes sense, right? I'm the primary income earner in our family, so it would be huge risk to quit my day job in case my business was a disaster. So I did the smart thing and started my business on the side, which was a good idea. The problem was how I executed this idea. I started using all my vacation days to see clients in my private practice and spending my evenings and weekends doing paperwork, working on my online courses, and trying to learn a whole new world of running a business, which was definitely not something I learned in graduate school. I'd work at the hospital all day, come home, play with my family. Allison was a toddler at the time. And then after she went to bed, I'd go down into our basement where I had a desk squeezed in the corner of all the toys, and I'd work for a few more hours. Yeah, you guessed it. I was burning the candle at both ends and knew it was a problem. So I cut back to part-time at the hospital. Do you think I took those extra two days a week I now had off to focus on things that refueled my mind, body, and spirit? No, I did not. As a recovering perfectionist, overachiever, and a bit of a workaholic, I just use that time for more work. Eventually, after it got to the point where my brain was in such decision fatigue, I was having to ask my two-year-old for business advice, I realized I needed to get my schedule under control. 
And I use all the strategies I know about how our brains work and the neuroscience of success to get my to-do list reined in at work, set up boundaries so I wasn't working 24-7, and that was all really good. But I still felt stressed out. I was working way less, back to a normal schedule, but I'd come home, hang out with my family, do some chores in the evening, and by the time I went to bed, I wasn't feeling refreshed. Taking breaks wasn't enough because breaks and time away from work is only part of burnout prevention for busy perfectionists like me. To truly refuel your body and mind, that time off needs to be filled with things that recharge you. I wasn't doing that. I was filling my time with housework. I wasn't opening my laptop in the evening, but I just made a giant to-do list at home instead. This overachiever cycle is a tough nut to crack, let me tell you. I'd get home and be busy all night. I would help with dinner, play with Allison, squeeze in some exercise, put her to bed, then spend an hour or so tidying up before I went to bed. Zero surprise, I wasn't feeling relaxed or refreshed when my head hit the pillow. Those productivity pitfalls that we develop at work as high achievers and perfectionists don't magically go away when we get home. And it's pretty common if you're busy all day at work to be busy all night and all weekend too. And usually that free time busyness is filled with things we feel like we should do. Chores, errands, helping your kids or spouse with their stuff, tidying the endless mess at home, getting ready for next week. And it's not relaxing or refreshing. When I figured out I was making the same productivity mistakes at home as I had been making at work, I pulled out my productivity power-up system that was helping me take control of my time and energy at work, and I put those strategies into place at home too. One key to that system, doing things that refuel your mind, body, and spirit. The small shift I started making was taking one thing I like to do that's important to me and that I know helps me feel less stressed and more motivated. And I started making time, prioritizing time for that activity in the evenings. For me, that's reading. I love to read, fiction and nonfiction. During the pandemic, I was mostly handling all the shutdowns until the libraries closed. Then I just about lost it. And I was one of the first people there the day they opened again. So I started making time to read most days. Not every day, life happens. But instead of spending that hour tidying up Allison's toys after she goes to bed, which is busy work, by the way, because it stresses me out and it doesn't take me closer to my goals. All that tidying does is create temporary order until tomorrow when she wakes up and pulls out all those toys again. So instead of getting pulled into a busy work trap in the evenings, I made a point of getting whatever novel I was reading and spending 30 to 60 minutes with it before bed. Here's what I've noticed. I'm less stressed when I go to bed because I've had a chance for my brain and body to relax, so I'm sleeping better. I'm not as stressed because I'm doing something that recharges me every day, so I'm not stressed that I'm struggling to find me time in my busy life. And I'm actually on track to check something off my bucket list that I thought I'd have to wait until I retired to have the time to do. Reading 50 books in a year. I wasn't actually trying to reach this goal this year, but when I started prioritizing reading earlier this year, 
I started taking a picture of each book I read. And by mid-July, I'd read 26 books. Really read them too. No audiobooks while I multitask with 30 other things. I sat down and read the book. Paper copies. Most of them from the library. I know reading might not be your thing, but there will be something that fills you up like that. Something that refuels your energy and motivation. And that's what we want to make time for every day. So how do you make this happen in your life? Step number one, decide what you want to do for your time. For me, it's reading. For you, it might be 30 minutes of your favorite show or a craft project or knitting or taking your dog for a walk. Pick your thing. Step number two, leave blank space in your schedule after work too. If your to-do list is packed until you go to bed, your brain has no time to recharge. Leave space at the end of your day. And step number three, get started. Use that time for you, just for you. And when that inner critic jumps in to tell you that you should be doing something more productive, remind your brain that you can't save the world if you're burnt out. You're worth the time to invest in yourself. This episode is brought to you by my free workbook, Your Insider's Guide to Stop Procrastinating. In this workbook, I'll share five questions and four simple strategies you can start using today to get out of that cycle of waiting for the perfect time to start and hesitating to take action towards your goals. Head on over to drnicolebyers.com forward slash stop procrastinating to get your copy. That's drnicolebyers.com forward slash stop procrastinating. I'll put the link in the show notes too. Remember, you can overschedule your free time too. If you're a bit of an overachiever or recovering perfectionist like me, those habits of cramming your to-do list with a billion things can spill over from your work life to your free time, which means your brain is always going and doesn't get a chance to recharge. Start leaving blank space in your evenings and weekends for things you love to do. Just a few minutes a day on something that fills you up and that's just for you can do wonders for your energy and motivation. Okay, thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bold Life Podcast. Thank you.